You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show podcast, Sin's place for all things sex, health, relationships, and identity. So, so, so scandalous. Welcome to the Naughty Rude Show. My name is Jonathan. Uh, you are joined in the studio with Hamish. Hello. And Lisa. Hey, what's up? And if you haven't listened to the Naughty Rude Show before, uh, the Naughty Rude Show is a show about sex and relationships. And it's Mother's Day today, so we've sort of got a Mother's Day-themed show. But before we jump into it, uh, we're going to start some introductions so you can know who we are. Um, I'm going to start with myself. I'm Jonathan. Um, I'm 25. Well, turning 25. 24, technically. Um, my orientation... Uh, well, I'm, I'm a male. Uh, cis male, so I'm straight. Um, and my relationship status is I'm currently... Uh, in a relationship with a wonderful lady. Beautiful. So, yeah. Um, Hamish, would you like to go next? Sure. Uh, my name's Hamish. I am a male, straight, uh, and I'm also in a relationship with a lovely lady. Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> Casanovas. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm Lisa. I'm 23. I am a bisexual cis lady, and I am single as a Pringle. Pringles are the best, though. So. Oh, bless. Thanks. Yeah, they are. <laughs> So, uh, we've got a lot of interesting topics to talk to about today, mainly mothers and parents themed. We're happy be Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day, everyone. And happy Mother's Day to your mums as well. Um, <laughs> to their mums and the mums before them and the mums before them and the mums. Be- it's just, yeah, it's one continuous. wonderful long line of humanity. In fact, without our mums and without their mums and without their mums, humans wouldn't even exist. Mm. I think that's a different show. That's 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 deep. <laughs> it's like a science. Sorry, show. I just like to jump right in there. Philosophy you know. show, possibly. Um, so we're going to be talking about concept, uh, your own conception, learning about it. Was it weird or interesting? Um, what do you know about your parents' sex life? Is it awkward oh. or not to talk do to? Do we keep a journal about all the, uh, Ooh, yeah. the experiences? Um, <laughs> uh, what's the difference between um, your parents' relationships um, with people and your own? What are the generational differences? And lots of other interesting topics. We're going to have some pretty cool music. Um, so we're going to have some Mac DeMarco, some Billy Davis, um, some Spit Syndicate. Um, so lots of interesting stuff. But for the moment, we're going to jump to a song. Um, our first song of the evening is My Old Man by Mac DeMarco. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. That was My Old Man by Mac DeMarco. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. So we've been, uh, we've been talking about what we're going to talk about. And the first topic we have is learning about your conception. Is it weird or is it interesting? Um, it's also, Lisa told me in the break that it's her first show. It's my first show on scene ever tonight. Oh, well, speaking of conceptions, let's, let's delve into that a little bit. So when did you conceive of the idea of coming on to sin and doing radio? <laughs> Pretty much, um, after my nervous breakdown at uni and I wanted, and I had the time and I had, um, the opportunities then to do something that I actually really liked and start finding hobbies again. And so here I am on the air. That's such a good experience. Like when you, I think it's really important for people to have that moment where they go through something terrible and then realize something important about themselves. Yeah. Um, though going back to conception, I hope that all of listening, learning your stories of conception wasn't a terrible experience. I never did. <laughs> really? No. No. I, I have no interest in in finding out either. Like. Okay. Well, why is that? Is it just because it's it's weird? <laughs> I for just you think to hear that it's bizarre. Like my parents are very. Um, they're not straight down the line. They're not, you know, 
um, crazy and don't talk about sex or anything, but it's just not something that we discuss as a family. Right. So I feel like, I don't know, for them to sit down, maybe if we all got really drunk one day. With, um, with your parents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, w- I would argue that that's probably a conversation you want to have while not on the, under the influence of alcohol, just because it's just like people tend to say things that they don't actually wouldn't normally say and, and shouldn't normally mm. say. And, like, that's an adult conversation. Just make sure you do it responsibly. Exactly, yes. exactly. I know... Well, I never learnt about my own conception, um, but I've definitely heard lots of stories from my parents about uh, giving, uh, like, me being born. I do, <laughs> I did know, you. I do know, though. When um, you say your parents, like, did they both birth you or just one of them? Or? Well, my parents like to do things together. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they necessarily... <laughs> it's, a, it's a team effort. It's a, everything is a team effort with my parents. Arguing is a team effort. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, they didn't necessarily say... Um, like how it happened, but they did let me know how many times they attempted to conceive me, um, and apparently uh, I was easy, um, and but my older sister wasn't, and they had to try a bit for my first uh, for the first child of the family because I'm in I'm the middle child, um, and I sort of I, I was planned, but it was easy, and then there was my um, younger sister who was also very difficult apparently. Um, so apparently, if if it's difficult, it becomes a girl, and if it's not difficult, yeah, it becomes maybe, a boy. Maybe it's just oh. a male thing. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, Hamish, have you <coughs> heard about your conception? Um, I've definitely heard about my birth. My that, birth. That, that's a pretty long story. Oh, oh I, I guess. But um, conception-wise, I think they just, you know, chucked one out, and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys find that, um, he, like, learning about your parents' sex life is? a strange and awkward conversation or would you be comfortable talking about it? Definitely I, strange and awkward for me. I, I'm fairly comfortable talking about it. Um, and I, perhaps that's because that oh, this is awkward, but uh, there isn't much anymore. Like, they sleep in separate bedrooms, for instance. Um, and they don't really have that kind of connection anymore. Um, and, and as, a, like, a child, that, that to me, that was the norm. Like, it wasn't a big deal to me. and But learning nowadays a lot of people are very confused by that like they're like your parents don't sleep in the same bedroom that's bizarre and i'm like really it's just a natural thing to me like a lot of people find that very weird i think it's really interesting because do you think that it's because people are so used to hearing about you know just separation and divorce rather than trying to live together but maybe just in your own way yeah they're like do they argue a lot like are they moving out soon like no No. we've been like that for about you know, 17 years. Oh, it's, wow. It's pretty normal. I think that, yeah, it would have to do with definitely people just being used to, like, separation and divorce instead of, yeah, trying to figure mm. it out on your own. The, f- the funnier part is when someone's like, oh, do, uh, do they just not like each other? I'm like, nah, just dad snored and mum kicked him out. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough. And, uh, yeah, and then he slept in the garage and then he's like, you know what, going to get my own bed. And then... And that's that's it. That, that, and then like he yeah, had no reason. Now mum sleeps with the dog each night. The man cave. Mum, I think prefers the dog to my to my dad. The dog <laughs> probably gives softer cuddles. Um, he's got a bit of a hairy beard, so the uh, dog's a bit softer than that, I reckon. Well, I I'm find that quite interesting because uh, <clears throat> I mean I'm trying to look up at the moment the uh, trend of parents sleeping in separate bed- <laughs> uh, bedrooms now. Uh, because- I'm not sure if it's a survey which has been done. Actually, actually, it is. Really? It in is Australia? a survey that has been done, and I will look up the data for you as soon as I can. Was but it done with the census? Like twenty-four people decided to 
respond to it? That much, I don't know, but I'll get that's back to you. It's in, the, it's in the parking bay, and that's the place where answers go to get... No, the questions go to get answered, so I'll let you, <laughs> I will let you all know eventually. But apparently, it's on the increase, and mm. I'm I don't... I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing. <laughs> well, we, we could discuss that, but... Um, I know that my parents still sleep in the same bedroom and sometimes go, oh, this, it's, it's annoying because um, my mum has a sleeping device which stops her getting sleep apnea. So does my dad. Yeah, and it, looks, it makes them look like an elephant. It's yeah. really funny. Um, and my, but the, my dad also falls asleep like really, really quickly. So um, in general, he just like he's yeah. hearing impaired. So as soon as he takes off his hearing aids, the world is silent and he just falls asleep. Um, and but that's a really good, good relationship. Dynamic, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. one can't hear and one makes a lot of noise. Like that's the perfect kind of couple. exactly, exactly. So <laughs> they're, they're, they've got they both have things that they don't like about it, but also have things that they do like about it. So mm-hmm. I think that really it's uh, whether or not your parents sleep in the same bed is not really a result of their. Uh, the, it's not an indicator of how good their relationship is, but more just an indicator of how they've managed. How difficult it is to sleep in the same bed as someone. To coexist. See, see I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a big fan of sleeping in the same bed as someone. For instance, my partner. And it's not like a thing about, oh, no, I don't want to be in the same room with you. It's more of, I'm just more comfortable, like, lying on my lying on my chest with my arms splayed out to the sides. And she's always like, oh, no, you don't want to cuddle. Have I done something <laughs> wrong? And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't sleep spooning. Like... Do you know that thing where you get your, your arms up and oh. if you hold it too high, it goes numb? Yep. But there's nowhere else to put it. Like, if you wrap it around and it's going to get crushed, you can't have it over, you can't yep. have it under. It's like, it's just easier to sleep on my face. Just and I fully She's like, you can't you. breathe. I'm like, I can breathe through the pillow. It's all good. No, I fully <laughs> agree with you, but I was like that until I got in my first relationship a couple of years ago. Mm. And ever since then, like, we're not together anymore, but ever since then, I've just been like, oh, man, having someone in my bed is so nice. It was like, it was like I didn't know what I was missing before. It's nice being in the same bed with someone, definitely, like, going to bed, like, cuddling, and then, like, waking up that way. But in the in-between, no, nah, <laughs> stay away. I, I, I'll be sleeping. Don't disturb. Yeah. I found the data. So, <laughs> you're the yeah. drum roll. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in 2001, which is like 16 years ago now, there were uh, they Good started enough. doing telephone surveys um, and found this is an American uh, survey and found that at that point in time, 12% of Americans slept separately. Um, so, if they were in a relationship, they're still sleeping separately. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> this is from 2008. The article stated that they got 1,408 couples. Um, and they found that one in four of those, so 25% of them... Wow. Um, no, yeah, 25% of them were now <laughs> sleeping in separate beds. So your your parents show um, a growing trend. And mm. unless one of your parents is, like, hearing impaired like mine and, um, <laughs> and there are more, like, health complications as time grows on, I expect that to go, grow. Uh, but I certainly don't believe it's indicative of... Um, their uh, actual relationship and yeah. how that's going. So. Not at all. I definitely don't think it's a weird thing, but something I that's shown in films a lot, I definitely think is weird, is when parents sleep separately in, like, single beds, but in the same room. Yeah. Like, mm. a foot away from each other. Like, I just remember watching, like, The Little Shop of Horrors, and, like, they go to bed, and they're, like, these tiny little single beds sleeping next to each other. I'm like, that would never happen. That, that's not going to happen. Like, maybe a bunk bed? That a would be kind bed. of cute. Like, bunk, like, imagine seeing your parents sleep in bunk beds above each other. Like, one. That would who, be pretty who, funny. Who would be the top and bottom? Uh, my mum would have to be the top. <laughs> she would absolutely have is to she, be the top. Is she the queen in the relationship? Oh, she's just the queen of the world, really. Oh. <laughs> 
is, is, is that her own title or a um, bit of both? <laughs> yeah. I think that that's where I get my own self titles from as well. Okay. Um, but no, she'll definitely be sleeping on the top bunk. I just because <laughs> um, my dad wouldn't be having it any other way. What about you, Jonathan? Oh uh, well. Uh, funnily enough, I'll talk more about my parents' uh, sex life after uh, we go to I a song. Lo- I really look forward to it. Because um, <laughs> uh, I actually find it intriguing. Um, but yeah, we're going to go to another song. Um, the next song that we have is Want You Back by H-A-I-M. You're listening Haim. to... Yeah, Haim. I, I, it's, 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 my, it's my nickname, guys. Come on. Uh, that's, that's true Hamish. I'm sure it would be your nickname. <laughs> but anyway, this is Want You Back. That was Want You Back by Haim. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show <coughs> on Sin Nation. Wait, is it, it's Haim, right? It's Haim. Haim. Is it Haim? My mistake. Damn, I wanted to be Haim. Damn. Also, Want You Back sounds like a Backstreet Boys song, can I just say? It does. Or like any generic boy band, insert their name here, song. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because all of them well, are... Well, the Haim sisters have flipped it on its head and made it a girl band song. I know. That's good. Yeah. We're all for um, flipping things around when in, in the Naughty Rude show. Gen- gender equality. <laughs> exactly. When it comes to boy slash girl slash gender Some neutral titles. Yeah. So we've been talking about um, your parents' sex life because it's Mother's Day. Our favorite topic. Favorite topic. Fan um, favorite. <clears throat> and is it awkward? Do you really care? And what do you know about your parents and their sex life? Um. You asked me what my parents' sex life is like, Hamish. Oh, I was I was asking who would be the top bunk who would in be their the, relationship. Well, funny you should say that, because at the moment my parents don't have sex. And the reason why they don't have sex is because neither of them have a sex drive. And the reason why neither of them have a sex Are drive... They, is that the mechanics? No. no. The reason why neither of them have a sex drive is because um, they're both on medication that quashes their sex drive. And I feel sad about this. So, and- they, did they tell you this? Um, yes, yes, they did. In what, did how did the did conversation check, come up? Did you check the bottle? Well, like? the thing is, I, I thought to myself one day, after I had a conversation with my parents about sex, hang on, I've never heard my parents have sex. You don't need to. No, but I slept, for my entire childhood, I slept in the bedroom next to them. Mm. And I'd never heard my parents they have sex. They could just sex. be very quiet. They could be. Stealth. But I hear them sneeze. Ah. So it doesn't make any sense. And no. I went, sneezes are louder on. than sex. This, oh, I on. sneeze pretty loud. Can Sometimes I the odd noise will pop out. That's true. Sex. That's Fuck true. Queef. As quiet as you That is true. Queefs are natural. Queefs are like my favourite thing in the world, can I just say? I love queefs. <laughs> oh, this went very they're strange like, very like quickly. They're like scentless farts. Like a sexy fart? No, they're just scentless farts. <laughs> they're just all—they're all the fun in the sound, but without any of the yeah, smell afterwards, exactly. right? It's like blowing up a balloon and like letting it squeeze oh, itself. Oh gosh! Out. Anyways, but I the would, female has control. <laughs> I would love to know how you found out that your parents are not having sex. Well, when I—I I, I basically <laughs> asked mum, like, actually, when was the last time you had sex? Um, and she was like. Well, your father, and then she basically explained that um, they they didn't get have much sex because um, of their medication, and it's been because it's long <coughs> long term um, medication. Mm-hmm. So antidepressants, very typical um, symptom, is to uh, lose your sex drive. I actually went, oh, I actually feel bad and and sad that my parents aren't getting jiggy mm-hmm. with it. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, Aww. because like. It's a joyful thing. See, I've asked my parents the same question, and they had very different responses. My dad, my, my dad thought about it, and then he's like, "Hey, uh, Annette, you wanna you you wanna go?" And my mum in the distance was like, 
piss off. And then went really? to bed. <laughs> really? I suppose... Uh, well, that D- ma- like as a joke. But yeah, 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 yeah. That's their very... Uh, or she was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Go to bed. And he's like, oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm with the dog tonight. <laughs> I just, yeah, she loves, the, she loves the dog more than him, I reckon. <laughs> It's uh, not bad. Dog, animals are pretty great. Dogs are pretty great. Yeah, dogs are pretty good. Um, though, like, they sleep on the bed, not in the bed, because that would be... That Violation. would make me uncomfortable, yeah. personally. But what if the dog was, like, under the blankets with his paws up and his head on the pillow? No. That would be very cute, but I would then put the dog outside... Agreed. Uh, okay. ...on top of the covers, and I would give him why, a pat. Why, why are you anti, anti-dog under blankets? Uh, well, Fair? No, well, usually yes, but like th- th- that would just mainly be a personal preference. Mainly because I have a ridiculous number of um, allergic reactions to like dust mites and animals, and it just my my respiratory system is terrible. But that's mm. my personal preference. Um, but anyway, did you get back. <laughs> did you get it from your mom with the um, sneeze? Oh yes, I yeah. did actually. Because Do my you mom have your own elephant suffering. machine? No, I don't have my own elephant that, machine. <laughs> that's going to be your next birthday. I, I hope. I hope that I have far less elephant machines in my future and far more sex with my future partner. <laughs> Maybe you can, when, you can have sex where in the elephant machine. Family. Um, Maybe it's a turn whoa, whoa, find, a, find a partner. Whoa, Hamish, you have some serious kinks. <laughs> but, you know, we, sh- we can talk about that a- another week. Um, elephant machine kinks. But, yeah, j- jumping, jumping back. Um, yeah, no, I actually feel like... I felt sad that my parents didn't have sex because I thought to myself, I, lo- I really enjoy having sex. Sex is really important <clears> to me. And I feel like... Based upon how my parents talk to me about sex, it's really important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's really important for my relationship. So, like, how I, does my mother and father feel about it? Um, but to them, that's not the way that they bond anymore. They have other bonding, which is that's important. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Is yeah. It, it's, their relationship levels have gone, obviously, deeper and way bigger than any sort of, like, sexual thing. And that they're still happy, right? Yeah, they are. I mean, the way that they bond is by watching television shows together and holding hands. Oh, the dream. The dream. The dream, yeah. They they sit down. Mum cooks dinner because she loves to do it. Dad helps with the dishes. And then they sit down and quickly rush to the television and watch a television show at a particular time. That is actually all that I've ever asked for in my uh, life. All I want is a life of, like, quiet, homely, like, wholesome comfort. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Usually mum chooses the television show. And dad just enjoys my, my, yeah, my dad doesn't have a whole heap of interests. So he just sort of just steals from my mom, but it's very cute. I think I have a very different mind when you, when you said bond in it, went in a very different direction. (laughs) We're talking about parents today. (laughs) Yeah, but we're talking about their sex lives. I feel like it's a very actually easy jump to make. My my girlfriend told me about her parents' sex drive, oh, which was which was very interesting for me to hear. Because now I don't like unlike my parents, who I have an attachment do, to. Do they do a different kind of bonding? Oh, apparently they do a lot of different things. But uh, <laughs> what I wanted to uh, make a point of was that I see my parents as like my guardians, and like it, it's if there is any <clears throat> awkwardness, it's because I've grown up as a son and I've had that childhood yeah, relationship. But sure. then I hear about my, my girlfriend's parents' sex drives and I don't find it weird at all. I'm just like, these are just two marry, married yes, people. I feel the same about my friend's parents. So, have you heard about any of your friends' who, parents' who, I sexual don't relationships? Think so. It would just be something really, like, standard. Just, you know, being getting freaky in the middle of the day when everyone's still home, not expecting anyone to walk in kind of thing. Nothing too outrageous that I can think of off the top of my head. But what does your girlfriend's parents do? Well, apparently they do. They have lots of toys, 
and they have experimented with bondage. Fantastic. Um, and I was like, um, I'm not super kinky. Uh, so, like, are you going to want the same thing from me when I was talking to Maddie? <laughs> and Maddie's like, I'm a chameleon. I can deal with whatever. Hold so, on. What's your girlfriend's name? Maddie. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Oh, Wait, how does she spell it? Uh, Madeleine. No, no, no. How Madeline. does she spell Maddie? Oh, I... Well, M-A-D-D-I-E. Okay, because mine's M-A-D-I. Ooh. Ooh. Only one no D. One, you'd be... Well, it's not surprised. No one ever smells... M A D I right. It's always M. It's M A D D I E. M A D D I. M A D Y. M A D D Y. Yeah. Because like Just, my, this, it's never the daddy it, of all Maddies. Mm, it's never ever got to M A D I. Anyway, um, we will jump to another song now. Um, our next song uh, is Hamish. Why don't you pick the song? Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we talk. I talked about it before with you guys. Stacy's mom, I reckon, because I actually do know someone. Or I know someone who I know someone who knows someone called Stacy who has an old mum. I don't think she's that attractive. However, uh, for the context, let's just say she's a beautiful older lady. You're right, because it's all about the fantasy. In fact, you can <laughs> the fantasy of an can, old lady. You can ask us questions or say things at the Naughty Rude Show. We we encourage conversation. Um, if you know a Stacy, if you know a Stacy, and you and you and know her, her mom, mom, and her mom is. Bang totally, it. totally someone you, and you want. Ha- yeah. yeah, if you want to just, just have relationships. Just let us know how many people, uh, like, what's the degree of separation? And we'll have, a, like, a little competition. And the, the, the person... If you've who- slept with someone... <laughs> no, no, I'm just going to say, like, how, how many degrees talk. how many degrees of difference does it take until you know someone who's called <laughs> Stacy and have spoken to or have met their mother and are able to judge whether or not they they've are... They've got it like, going yeah, on. They've so got it going much, on. pretty much we're playing Stacey's mom. I'll tell you what, we, we will shout out the winner at the end of the show. So that, that's your reward. Anyway, Stacy's mom. Oh, man. I love that acapella cover. In fact, most of us didn't know that that was acapella, so all the music is made by voices, and like the the percussion is all beatboxing. We should, anyway. we should do a acapella song at the end of the end of the series. I'm actually a bass, so I could totally do that, and I know how to beatbox. But anyway, that was <laughs> Stacy's mum, an acapella cover by On the Rocks, and the original is by Bowling for Soup. If you couldn't remember it, great music video. So we've been talking about. Um, our parents, because it's Mother's Day. Happy um, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Um, and before I mentioned that we like to communicate with our audience, and you can talk to us and send us messages through Tumblr by going to the Moody Rude Show um, dot tumblr dot com forward slash ask. Um, so we're going to read out some Tumblr questions. Um, so I'll just go and see what the most recent one was. So, Lisa. Yo, am I, is, am I one, picking one? Which one would you like to read oh, out? Okay. So if I pee, I'm just reading this. I haven't actually read it. So if I pee, should I wait a bit before sex? Because I'm scared that if I come inside my girlfriend, there will be pee in it and she might get infected or something. That's actually a really good question. Um, Hamish, I'm going to throw this to you <laughs> because we are both straight males and I have an answer for this. Okay. And I don't know whether or not you have an answer. One? <clears throat> I wish it was more scientific, but no. Hamish. Um, I feel like it... I'm, I'm going to go on a whim that I say. I feel like it wouldn't be, mainly because... Like, I know you can get UTIs and stuff. Um, 
but that's a very I find is that that's more of a female thing than a male thing. Well, the whole reason why women get UTIs yeah, it's because they don't pee after sex. Yes, because yeah. the the remnants of sex it creates an, a good breeding ground for uh, bacteria and yeah. yeast, which then creates an infection um, in the uh, ladies pl- peeing plumbing. Which so, is very uncomfortable. So, so definitely they, should pee afterwards. I'm not sure if yes. it's a thin for before, though. But for you guys, th- uh, I'm, I'm going to assume this person is a, a male um, based upon the, uh, like, it's pretty hard to come inside your girlfriend when you're a when lady. You're a girl, yeah. So I'm just going to assume that that to be the case. Um, that being said, I am a straight male, and if you if someone wants to educate me, please send uh, send us. You could just be a person with a dick. Exactly. So I, I anyway. Point is, um, I from my personal experience, I would say it's just best to go before sex in general because no one wants to have oh, to stop do. sex halfway through because you need really need to pee. I just so don't awkward. like. I don't like the feeling of coming whilst needing to pee. Yes, it just do- it, it's harder and it just doesn't feel good. I, You're right. I'm always like, I gotta go to the bathroom because it's more comfortable. Yeah. Well, the the other thing is that when you understand your own plumbing, the your prostate gland and there's mm. like there's three different organs which actually make up all the stuff that you need for sperm, um, and <clears throat> uh, it gets really crowded when you've got a really full bladder, um, yeah. and your body will actually prevent your uh, yourself from being able to pee. When you have an erection, have an erection. that's why. Yeah, you, you why stand men in there get... for about twenty minutes when you have an erection. Yeah, and, and you're like I just really want to pee right now, and you got to wait it out. Yep, and there's also it's the same reason as to why men get morning glory. It's actually because they need to pee, and their body is stopping them. Wow, um, which is pretty cool. Um, Your body's not a not a not a good good guy when it comes to that. Yeah, well, it, you know, I like morning glory just because I generally like having oh, an erection. Mo- mo- um, <laughs> I think it's more about because it feels I'd rather nice. be peeing right now than have an erection. Which yes, that's true. In the morning, that's true. At least. Um, so, I, and also out of out of just general etiquette and also for performance reasons, I would definitely recommend peeing before sex because um, not only is it uncomfortable, more uncomfortable for you if you need to pee um, during sex, but it also makes it more difficult for you to control all the stuff that's going on there just because it is so crowded. Um, as for the second part of the question, if you come inside her, will she get infected? Probably not. Um, because inside um, the uterus and also in the vaginal lining, it's actually fairly acidic, much like your urine already. Um, and uh, so, it, and there's really not that many dangerous things within urine, generally. Now... I'm just going from what I heard from sex ed years ago. So there could be better research. So I would highly recommend checking it out yourself. Um, also, there is lovely resources online. Um, also, if you ever want to call up, and I'm sure Lifeline might have something to say about it. Not usually the sort of stuff that they talk about, but <laughs> it might be a final point in the right direction. Lifeline being like, I'm, in de- I'm desperate right now. I just peed inside my girlfriend. Well, you know. That could happen. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um... But we'll, there's a bunch of numbers we have on the wall that we can always refer to. But anyway, I'd highly recommend um, doing more research on it if you want to. But as a general rule, uh, will she get inflected? Very, light, very, very small chance if there is any. Um, but that being said, I, I have had a situation where it was a bit yellow when I need to pee and I also ejaculated. So I would just say just avoid it because it's gross. But that's just me. That's me. Some people find that... Um, 
And it's just a vibe killer. Yeah. It's just a like I know like if you need to pee halfway through. I was into it. Unless I mean, unless you're into it, that's 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 a fair point. I personally am not. So <laughs> if, if I need to pee halfway through, I'm just kind of like, do I have to get back to this now? That being said, I um I know that several ladies that I have had intimate relations with, or at least talked to, about the sort of stuff, saying that you know. Sometimes peeing and an orgasm for ladies is a little bit difficult to distinguish. Mm. Um, and, like, so, this question wouldn't make sense if uh, a girl asked it um, because because of that difference. And, and because I mean, it's and there's the whole squirting thing, and this just goes off in, like, a million and one tangents. Yeah. Peeing and sex, is there's a lot behind it. Anyway, Anonymous, I hope we have answered your question adequately. <laughs> um, do you want to jump to another one? Yeah, sure. Um, how about... Do you think the personal consumption of pornography is helpful or harmful in fostering a wholesome relationship with your partner and considering the two of you are both in relationships with lovely ladies? What have you got to say about it? Well, uh, Hamish, do you want to jump in first or shall I? I just blanked out for a question. Okay, a cool. What was cool. the question again? <laughs> the question is, um, do you think the personal consumption of pornography is helpful harmful, uh, or harmful in fostering uh, an wholesome relationship with your partner? Uh, I, I guess I have a... <laughs> I guess it's a more recent thing for me, actually. I can have a, an opinion on this. Yeah? Is that I, I got a bit too invested in, in porn one day, being Friday, um, <laughs> and had it, you know... Tracked off a few times during the day, and then when it came to later, I forgot that I was seeing my partner that night. And when it got to the time where we, we you know, had sex, uh, n- couldn't couldn't get off. Just w- w- was like doing it all. So, do you think that if that can carried on, it could have take a toll? On um, definitely. I, I, I'm not usually one for porn. I'm not like it might be a once in a blue moon kind mm-hmm. of thing for me. But like, I can definitely see that as a potential mood killer, mm-hmm. especially. Um, and also, it's it's not great when, or to me personally, it's not great when you both don't get off. It's kind of a bit sad. Um, or from the way I'm looking at it from my relationship, um, it's not sad if you don't get off in general. Yeah, if you are a young male who has looked at a lot of porn, um, I'd like to just make you aware of something you may not know. Uh, a lot of young men um, suffer from um, sexual problems because of porn, because... Um, the instant gratification, much like uh, gambling, much like Facebook, um, looking at porn can actually affect how your brain wires its pleasure um, neurons. And that affects how your uh, it's going to respond later. So, if you look at lots of porn or become addicted to porn, you will find it very difficult to um, have intimate relationships with it or intimate sex with anyone Um because your brain has rewired and is expecting the same conditions yeah, totally. as with, within porn because your brain goes, oh, this is something that's good and exciting and something that I like. I'm going to shorten the pathway, which means that it's going to be more difficult for other parts of your brain to stimulate it except for that one thing. So that's basically how porn addiction starts. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely read into it more if you are concerned. Um, and also, uh, can you can just consult a health professional. I would highly recommend doing it if you have any main... Uh, major concerns, but be aware of your porn consumption. 
As for this question, um, does a personal consumption of pornography, harm? is it harmful or helpful in a wholesome relationship? That all depends upon who you're in a relationship with. Definitely. And um, what your partner thinks of it and um, how, how talking about it goes. Because, like, I've had most of my partners uh, have not been particularly interested in pornography itself. Um, but one of my partners used to write um, smut, and which is nice. the... If you don't know what smut is, it's basically like um, sexual romantic fiction. Um, and or fan fiction. Yeah, yeah. Sexy and fan fiction. Yeah, and, and she got over 50,000 readers <gasps> to read hers. Oh, no. Did I, I might have I'm been a reader. What was it? Oh, it was about werewolves. And, oh, um, I was going to say it was all about that Harry Styles. No, unfortunately. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. Um, so, it, and that was really fun because then I would write stuff and she would read it and she'd be like, this sucks here and here and here, but we could we should act this one out. That's this dope. is great. So, if porn <clears throat> if porn can help aid your conversation as to what you like during sex, then it, it can be really helpful. It can be like a relatable grounds like yeah. to talk about. But I I would say that like I think we've had two good examples here of how it can be helpful and harmful. Mm-hmm. So really, it depends upon how you use it and um, in how what forms. Yes, yeah, in like as in yeah. vi- video versus writing. Yeah, I well, think that's a cool one. Yeah, I I generally say pornography. When I think of pornography, I think of the film. Okay. Um, uh, what about typically. magazines and all that? Yeah, that's a good point. I I, I think written and anything that's pictures kind of stimulating. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Audio even, just audio. Oh yeah, Ooh. there's some audio stuff on thetumblr.com. dot com. That's pretty uh, crazy. Reddit Reddit's got a very big porn following, and they they always do stuff like. Audio only. Have you guys ever come across just audio files? Yeah, no, definitely. They are so stimulating. Wow! Like it's I, like um, I just oh, came across, ASMR. It's like that. It's kind like of stuff. ASMR, but like sexy. Yeah. Like I never. I just came across it as I was scrolling one day, and I was like, "Ooh." There's a whole. You know, there's a whole subreddit for it. I I don't really it's use a, Reddit, uh, but I'm sure there is. There's a Reddit gone, for everything. It's like Gone Wild Audio or something. I'm pretty sure. I'm very well versed with all the Reddit <laughs> subreddits. That's really cool. I I am enlightened. I never knew and about this wonderful world of audio sex. Oh yeah, and people make like um, audio clips where they're just talking. Um, they're talking like really sexy to you, and they like it's like a, it's like a full on ASMR. Like they'll go from one ear to the other. It'll if you put headphones. There's ones for headphones. There's I, I haven't listened to wow. much, guys, but like <laughs> it sounds like you have. <laughs> this is an exciting. It's world. a lot. Um, we're going to have to jump into another song. Um, but if you just once again, if you want to send us anything, the Naughty Rude Show dot uh, tumblr dot com forward slash ask, please ask us questions. We love, we to hear love from it. You. Um, so our next song is going to be Ball and Chain by Billy Davis. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. Oh, that was Ball and Chain by Billy Davis. You're- that was a sexy one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's not like I've been practicing. Just for Mother's Day. Um, you're listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. Um, I'm Jonathan. Lisa. Hamish. And we are almost at halfway. Um, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, what does your mum think of your relationship or lack of relationship? Um does she like Pringles? Does she like Does Pringles? she like Pringles? Well, when I had my last relationship, um, it was half a long distance relationship. So we met when I was living overseas and spent half the time together over there. And then half the time I moved back to Australia. We realized it wasn't working. And then that was it. My mum fell in love with the idea that I had found like this, you know, 
amazing like destination romance <laughs> overseas. And can I ask what country it was? It was England. Okay. Ooh. So I, 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 I don't do know why, like but I kind English of thought it would be. So it was very <laughs> that or um, Canada. It was very Hugh Grant um, in her eyes. She Ooh, I watched Notting Not Hill yesterday as well. I know. I'm a total Julia Roberts. <laughs> um, so she totally romanticized it and she was really in love with the idea of it. But I guess, you know, now that I, when I, when I broke up, because I broke up with him, she was very like, oh, Lisa, but like you've done long distance for so long. Like, are you sure that, well? and I was like, no, it's over. I'm staying here. I'm not, we're not continuing this anymore. And so she was kind of sad, but I guess... I'm just back to being single Pringle Lisa, so it's just back to how it always was. She hasn't she doesn't really think either which way about it. She's always been good like that. Um, never really like pushing me into relationships or convincing me to stay single or anything. It's just kind of whatever I f- feel comfortable with doing at the time, and that's what she's been happy with. Um, great. <laughs> <laughs> um. For me, I think my I think my mum's always been supportive either way. Um, she really likes my partner though. Nice. Um, she gets along great with her. I'm really like good with her family more. Um, like my parents see my partner Maddie uh, a little bit, but I am at my partner's house about four times a week, maybe yep. four days a week. I'm there, there. I pretty much live there now. Yeah. Um, so I'm a pretty much just a member of the family. I clean. I help prepare dinner i do everything there yeah the adopted child pretty much um yeah so i'm very close with each member of the family she she has a brother a sister a mum and a dad of course and three dogs so they all i think they all love me i I wish i hope they do (laughs) um does that mean you're organizing like a stepmother's gift or something oh no definitely that this morning i was there so (laughs) i made made it i made her breakfast and brought it up for her wow that's awesome and i always clean the dishes for her and she was like oh who cleaned the dishes i was like it's me of course (laughs) Um, there you go hamish you sound like a good catch yeah that's me um my i I think i'll also address my dad my dad uh is also very happy with my relationship he's always been a quite a romantic kind of guy and i think i must get i think i get that from him because i was always kind of into romance um my favorite genre is romantic comedy when it comes to films is it really yeah i love them like slippers in seattle top notch really yeah i know i tried to like get slippers in seattle into my literature essay for my final (laughs) year of school and got a fail oh Oh, no no. (laughs) i know i was like meg ryan uh, romeo and juliet almost as good as sleepless in seattle (laughs) and she was like you can't do this anyway uh i but i feel like sometimes my dad He's like, oh, this is the one for you. Like, you're going to marry this girl. You're going to... It's going to go all the way. You're going to be so happy. I'm like, maybe. Like, let me... you got to let me kind of, like, d- decide if that's the truth or if that's what I'm going to follow. Like, yeah, totally. I, 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 oh, I'm all for, like, kind of support and um, kind of saying that this could be the one, but I think it's, like, you, you know yourself when that time is and it's kind of you both kind of know if you're partner. Do you um, think that the one is still a thing? Because, like, um, I would say that the idea of the one is a very, like, old it's a very it's a, it's a very old thing. I, th- I think it comes down to if you believe in it or not. I think there's some, definitely something to do with the right person for you. Like, this, sometimes matches up can be perfect. I totally agree with the one, but I think it's also very circumstantial. So, yeah. I was totally blinded by my, you know, destination romance for <clears> however long it was, six or seven months. And I convinced myself that I, we were going to, you know, move, move internationally together and eventually we're going to get married and blah, blah, blah. And then I moved back home and reality sort of hit me and mm. it was like, oh, no, this isn't everything 
that I thought, like, it's logistically not possible, despite, you mm. know, these crazy Disney emotions that I'm feeling. <laughs> so I think that the one is possible. I don't think there is only one. I think you can oh, have yeah, five or six definitely. of them. But I think it's still a thing. I, I think, I don't, I don't want to just, like, call it out and be like, oh, no, I'm right, you're wrong. Um, but I feel like I am kind of almost in that, the one relationship. But that's, that's the, the main reason I feel like that is because it's not just her and I it's like everything around us our lives have kind of molded together into one like we do everything together like everywhere she goes I pretty much like we have our separations like she has her friends I have my friends but we like I live at her house half the time she lives at my house another half the time we go to dinner constantly we hang out with the same friends the other parts of the time like we're planning to move in at some stage in the future like we're already planning finances and everything and That's we, really sweet. we've wow. na- we've named our first two cats in the future they have to be two <laughs> ginger cats by umper and lumper that's um, awesome are yeah. you gonna make them like overalls as well definitely we're gonna dress them up on halloween like i'll, I'll be <gasps> Willy wonka and everything oh my god that'd goodness. be so um, great and we gotta have a big dog and a small dog but i want like an irish wolfhound and if we get a really small dog it will ride on the back of the other big dog that's the envision wow um but I you might have to photoshop that one Oh no! You wait. <laughs> I'll, I'll contact you years from now just to prove it. But I definitely agree. Like that, there's definitely multiple the ones out there. But if like you found one that you're happy with and they're happy with you and there's no issues, totally. Like just go with it. It's funny that you both say there's multiple the ones <clears throat> because there's my the five then yeah yeah my my <laughs> the five. Um, <laughs> my parents always told me that the idea of the one which they grew up with mm. was a fallacy. Um, mm-hmm. And that really, if you find someone who's eighty to ninety percent of what you're looking for, you should um, bet your bet your money on that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of weird because I, I don't like to think of relationships like um, uh, gambles, but yeah. in a way they are sort of like investments. They totally are, and they're some of the biggest ones you can get because I've met people in my life that are eighty to ninety percent what I'm looking for, but that. 10 to 20% might, was yeah. massive and it was just like there's something that really doesn't feel right and with like that my, a bad nose or something something <laughs> and with my old partner like it was you know a stupid dizzy Disney type of like romance and we were in some ways totally wrong for each other but I would choose that over someone that's right for me on paper do you know right. what I mean yeah I think it's what, what you're getting at, at is there's fundamental things at the bottom of everyone's needs yes and uh like, like values exactly and that if if one of those needs or values is uh not suitable you'll feel a strong sense of like this isn't right um it, the question is how far up that or if, if we are going to talk about a hierarchy of needs in a relationship how far up there does it stop becoming i can do uh, um i can't deal with this and starts being I will tolerate this, but this is kind of annoying. And that's where it comes in. It comes right back to what you said about gambling. You just mm-hmm. have to take a shot on it and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Because it's totally personal whether you would choose, um, you know, the stars in your eyes type of love over the person that's right for you on paper. And you're just going to have to take the gamble and yeah. differentiate which one. See, I, th- I, I don't like the idea of a gamble because... Uh, the way I've seen my parents in their relationship is uh, it's much more... Because if you were to take my parents' relationship as a gamble, there would be a lot of things that went terribly wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, um, my father has not been the most successful man, which Mm -hmm. meant that he didn't fill up uh, for fit his his role that he saw 
um, in his life because my dad came from a very traditional um, conservative background where the man made all the money and the lady was the the master of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting when I had conversations with my grandma about that and she was like, no, no, your grandfather was a lovely man. He, <laughs> he was not a tyrant. What are you talking about? This is just the agreement that we came to. I'm oh, like, dear. wouldn't it have been better if uh, he didn't yell so much? He's like, he was just a very sa- sad man sometimes. That's all what he did. Anyway. Um, it's getting deep. <laughs> it is getting deep. But the, the, um, the point I'm trying to say is that my, my parents... Uh, marriage didn't end up how either of them expected it to, but it is one of... I am incredibly inspired by my parents' relationship mm-hmm. um, because they've worked on it together and mm-hmm. because they know what's important for each other and they they make an effort to provide that to each other. Um, and so, to me, I don't like the idea of a gamble because a gamble sounds like a once-off and then there's the results. I see it much more of a working Uh, a work in progress like building a house that's so nice and i totally am the opposite mindset to you really yeah because i've never been really a relationship person and i mean both of you guys are in relationships and um so i'm very very happy and successful and independent and that's not me being an independent woman who secretly you know wishes that she had you know all these different things genuinely that's just i've gotten used to being by myself and that's how i am so the idea of like really, really meeting someone and like working on a relationship seems like a lot. A lot I'm very much the person that as soon as things start going a bit south, unless it's got that Disney happiness to it, I'm like, oh, you know what? This is like maybe we're not made meant to be. See, I would I I would say that when you're still like looking looking for lots of well, you you haven't had lots of partners. Mm. Um, and you're you're still like happy to play the game. That's a great outlook to have. Mm. Um, but when the game, the the dating game gets boring, um, yeah. and you start going, "Am I really getting what I want in life?" I mean, I'm not going to say that I've had that. I'm only 24, <laughs> um, but I've spoken to a few people who are older than me and, and hopefully wiser, um, and have come to the conclusion that dating sucks. Um, oh no! I already think dating sucks, but it's yeah. still, it sucks in like the funnest way possible. Well, but like if if you do have a situation where eventually you're stuck with someone you don't like, what are you going to do? You're going to have to build it together, build that house together. And if that house ends up being a Willy Wonka weird contraption that falls down half the time, then you're just going to have to deal with it because it's going to keep the rain out. I'll bring my umpalumpa cats. Anyway, on. Hamish, tell us about you. What do you think about this? <laughs> idea of what of of like is a relationship a gamble is or is it like building a house what do you think uh he's totally gonna build a house <laughs> he's I, gonna build the biggest house i wouldn't mind building a house i've always wanted to build a house um I, I don't know if it's a gamble i think you, you you go into a relationship um risking a lot you put your you put your heart and your soul and your morals and everything on the line and you got to like kind of open up to that person and like you give them you um so if they're not gonna accept you for who you are, I I wouldn't stick to it. I you should be with someone who respects you for who you are and who they like you for who you are, and they don't try and change you. They don't try and make you the person they want. You you got to both be the person that you want to be. I I think maybe maybe it's a bit like it's it's not the best example, but a bit like La La Land. In the end, spoiler, they don't end up with each other, but they both go for who they want to be. Like, mm. it doesn't... Like, it matters... What matters a lot, or, and it comes down to your personal opinion, but 
you need to be yourself in the end. And if someone's exactly. going to try and change you, then they're not worth your time. Facts. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, and I so think the, yeah, the thing about gambling, building a house, build a house with someone who you want to build a house with, but will let you have your like room and stuff. Yeah, I, I suppose that's that's the thing. The gambling part is trying to find someone who accepts you for who you are mm. completely. Yes. And then once that happens, then you build a house. Yeah, exactly. You can you can Guys, do both. There we just go. figured it out. We just figured it out. There you go, listeners. Speaking of, um, we've just figured it out. Let's jump to a song. I feel like we've got to a nice conclusion. Um, let's let's play "Thank You, Mum" by Good Charlotte. For thanks, Mum, for helping in me inspire this conversation. <laughs> Welcome back to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. You just heard "Thank You, Mum" by Good Charlotte, and tonight you're listening to Hamish, Jonathan, and Lisa. Thanks for being here, guys. We're all having a good time. Yeah, having a real good time. Real good time. You Talking about s- our mums and their sex life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say you don't want to see us when the music's playing, but you might want to. Mm. Who knows? I think mm. it'll be pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing something a little different now. We'll jump into a pre-record that I actually did a few hours ago. Um, so for Art Smitten today, we had our mums come in. Uh, Christian and my mum came in to help us host the show and talk everything mum-related when it comes to art. Um, and I thought I'd before the show, record us all talking uh, about, you know, similar questions to what we're talking about tonight, just face-to-face, and that's what we're going to listen to now. Um, so Christian's mum is called Helen, and my mother is called Annette, um, so please enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Naughty Rude Show. It feels like it's a different feel uh, introducing a new show that I haven't been on before, but let's go with it. Um, so this is a pre-recorded segment um, for May the 13th is today. That's Mother's Day, right? The 14th. Oh, yeah. damn. <laughs> Nearly right. Um, but this is a pre-recorded seg- segment for the Naughty Ridge Show, and we thought we'd do a, a special one today since it is Mother's Day. Um, and I'm here with Christian, uh, and we're going to be interviewing our mothers. Oh, sorry. Mum? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's already going wrong. The phones are going on. Can you turn it off because that's my husband's phone because I left him with my phone. So. Oh, can, oh, can, you, can you never off, turn yeah. off the sound on your phone either? Because no. my mum my can't do that no, as well. Do you want me to turn one off? Probably, Mum. Probably, yeah. And at the cinema, I pass it to him because in the dark, is that the same especially... With you, is that the same with you, Christian? Your mum can never turn off the audio on her phone? No. Yeah, exactly. so yeah, yeah. We'll, be, we'll be on the train, like, in dead silence, and then her phone will go off, and I'll be like, that's mum. It's mum again. <laughs> Always, yeah. Always mum. So we've got some... If you don't know what the Naughty Rude Show is about, um, our mums, uh, it is a show about sex and relationships for young people. Um, so we thought we'd take it back a few generations... <laughs> you look shocked. For young people. Uh, for young people. We were, um, for we young? our young people. When but we're, we're, young. we're adapting it to now ask you guys questions. Uh, so we'll go with the first question. Um, Ivan can go first. Uh, how were you taught about sex and relationships when you were my age? Oh, uh, look, I'm happy to answer. Is that okay? Yeah, can I answer you go first? first. Mine was so traumatic. I was, um, my dad was so strict that I was not even allowed to go into my brother's bedrooms just, you know, just to talk to them because I, may, I might see them naked. So it was so really? strict. And um, one time I said to my dad, look, I'm invited to a party. Can I go? And I never was, but I always did ask. And he just said... No. And then this time I had the gumption to actually ask why. So, of course, I said, why? And he said, do you know what the difference between boys and girls is? And I said, yes. 
even though possibly I didn't quite know what he meant. <laughs> and then he said, that's the reason you're not going. So really everything was just closed. There mm. was nothing. There was nothing. By the time I left home, I felt like I was just a, a teenager, very immature in terms of that kind of experience. So you kind yeah. of weren't yourself after your parents and all that? Yeah, look, I've, I think I've had, to, like, everything that ever comes to people naturally, puppy love and all that, that came very later for mm. me. That was like uni, so I've always been delayed. I okay. mean, I think maturity-wise I've been okay, yeah. but about, um, you know, finding out about the birds <clears throat> and the bees and all that, it was it was really because of my extremely strict upbringing, almost like being in a convent but being at home, Um it was very, very difficult. So, yeah, so jokes that others' friends would have, I couldn't get because I didn't know. Mm. Um, so it was a bit embarrassing as well. That's yeah, true. so not great. Can't really pass on any advice, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mum? Um, I guess I learned a lot of my um, what, sex education through school. Yeah. And um, I had a fairly strict upbringing as well. My dad being a policeman and my mum principal of a primary school so at your own really school <laughs> very many places to hide there but yeah we didn't really talk about it much at home but it was never like taboo or hidden yeah it was just like hopefully school would have handled all the any information i needed to to okay. know yeah okay. christian you want to ask the next question <laughs> <laughs> um oh <laughs> what what's been different oh yeah oh <laughs> Did you have a plan about how you would teach um, us, your children, about the, the birds and the bees, as we just called it? <laughs> Did you well, have any plan at all? Again, I think, I think I'm sorry, I'm talking first, right, but go ahead, I do please. remember that I think I've been passed the baton and unfortunately I've passed it on to Christian <laughs> because I would um, use certain words to describe parts of the anatomy <laughs> and um, Christian was asked at school to name a body part and he used the vernacular <laughs> and he was so embarrassed and I felt so ashamed that I, had, that I hadn't used the proper word. <laughs> it was real and then I thought I'll stuff that one up. So. <laughs> It was terrible, and again, it was another traumatic experience for me. You can't escape from it. I hope he doesn't pass it on to his children. Oh. <laughs> Remember, vernacular is not a word you should use to teach them. It was, oh, if I'm allowed to say it, it was polaki. So polaki... Palaki, I don't even know what that means. Oh, it's it's kind that's of the, a Greek, yeah, a Greek kind of word yeah. for you know vernacular for you know what it is. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and um, so Christian then in front of the whole school said Palaki, and you can imagine how traumatized he was at that time. And I just. I'm sorry to laugh about it now, but I, you have to put it aside and laugh. That's all you can do. But I can't rewind. If I could, I would have told him, you know, because other, like other girls in my daughter's class, they were asked the body parts. They knew everything, you know, and I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, but they were not told of, you know, just the, the general, you know, just the terms that we use at home. No, so I did feel like I was an incomplete mum when it came to that aspect. <laughs> My cooking is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's the same with my Great cooking. Yeah. I guess I left I, a lot of that sort of information to Hamish's dad to pass on. <laughs> he seemed to be a bit more worldly than I was. So, bailed. Yeah, so I ba bailed out there a bit. <laughs> um, 
this might get a bit awkward, but did you know much about your parents' sex life, and was it awkward, or was it was it weird, was it kind of a thing that was also closeted from you guys, or... I just, we just, I didn't even know the word existed. I, I suppose, sex? yes, yes, I suppose I just thought we just, you know, were found in cabbage patches or something. That's that's pretty much, I didn't really follow a it. Pe- a pelican brought you in. Yes, yes. So, um, so, no, I do remember my bedroom was next to my parents' bedroom. And every now and again, I would hear a mattress <laughs> right? and, um, and I just thought, you know, that they were having a rough night's sleep. <laughs> You know, again, you know, that, that, again, as I said, my sexual awakening was so delayed Mm. um, that, that, that's, that's all I could put it down to because I was almost living in another world when it came to, you know, that, I mean, other aspects, of course, we, you know, I felt like I could get, but remember these days that we weren't bombarded with anything on TV, like our TV viewing was restricted. We did not have magazines. We did not have internet. Um, also, I was not allowed to go out to any, even my neighbour's house. If I was invited to a party, was not allowed to go. Um, my dad, being a taxi driver, if he saw me walking home from school, he said, you must catch the bus. So everything was so structured that I just didn't have an outlet to find out about anything. Mm. Sure enough. Mm. What about you, Mark? Yeah, I guess I didn't think about my parents. Didn't want to know? <laughs> I didn't want to know. the. All I used to know is when... Um, yeah, my mum would have, they'd have dinner parties and um, dad would be showing the guests around the house and he'd come to the bedroom and he'd say, well, this is where it all happens. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and was just like, oh my God. You know, embarrassing. And Too much it was like principal you know, dinner parties and yeah, it was a little bit embarrassing. But yeah, but dad wouldn't really hide, hide the fact, but he wouldn't sort of blurt yeah. it out there either. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm the token person who's just not part of this, like no relation. <laughs> your mum could, you can't, your like, mum couldn't make it. Yeah, she's yeah. in Spain at the moment. Oh, is that in the should have called her up. Yeah, <laughs> she would have enjoyed this. Um, did you always want to have kids? In front of oh, your kids. Well. Yeah, <laughs> this is <laughs> the big decider. Right. <laughs> Look, you know, at school again, that was only my only little outlet. There were those girls, you know, the gorgeous girls that that dress up as princesses on special days and they, they knew what their wedding outfit would be like. And But it, to be honest, beyond wedding, there was really never any thought, maybe that's because of fairy tales and things like that, but there was never any what would happen after. So they never talked about how many kids they would have. I just took it as a fact I was um, one of five and I never went beyond that. In fact, I didn't even think um, of a married you know, how it would be if I was married. I, I presumed it would happen, but I didn't fantasise. It just wasn't there. The only weird thing I do remember thinking, and this has got nothing to do with children, was I thought, look, if I am going to get married, then that person must be alive. So somewhere in a school, they must be about the same age as me. And I thought that was just really bizarre, but I had no idea who it would be. <laughs> and so when I did find my husband, because I didn't have really any... Um, you know, romances yeah. before that, I did ask him, so what were you doing when you were 10 years old in grade four? And I thought that will answer my question. And so it was answered eventually. What was he doing? That was about it. He, well, he, again, had a difficult <clears throat> childhood. He wasn't allowed to do certain things. But one thing, because he was a boy, um, and that also was like my older brothers, they had freedoms that I didn't have simply because I was a girl. Mm-hmm. So I was the third one. I had two older brothers and two younger sisters. 
So it seemed extremely unfair to me that my brothers were allowed out. They were allowed to go on their bicycles. They were allowed to play with the neighbours. But then that stopped with the girls. Mm. And I was the first one, so it was extremely strict and also very hard to compare. Now, he was the boy with a sister, so he had those freedoms. So it was like listening to what my brothers were doing. That was the difference because he was the boy if he was the daughter he may have had it a bit more difficult yeah. but remember obviously we you know we did get married and and you move on but it was you have to see the hilarious side of it really you know that was so I'm glad I didn't to be honest I'm glad I didn't fantasize about something because then the reality may be completely different it was just I made it up the future as I went along mm. not you know planning for anything so I'm pleased with that Mom, um, did you always want to have me I always wanted to have children <laughs> But I didn't want to get married. So yeah. that was, I never had a, you know, like want to be in a fluffy white dress or have um, an icing on the wedding cake and things like that. So, yeah, that's the side I never really, you know, um, held on to that. But, um, yeah, I always wanted to have children. So Boy or girl? I didn't mind as long as <laughs> as long as they were healthy and came in, came out with everything they were supposed to have. And Correct answer is boy. Uh, boy. And you got it? I got it. Um, Actually, I would have liked one of each, but because uh, Hamish always wanted to have a sibling, he's Tom, so a friend, but a friend, <laughs> someone to lean on. Um, yeah, but I, I had no control on that, so yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Um, and to wrap it up, best and worst parts about us. <laughs> Do you mean oh. about our children? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. I suppose I'm trying to think as I go along. Look, obviously the best best bits are easy to say. Like I, at the moment, it's just like I, I love it because um, I've got Christian who is really interested. He's my firstborn, so. Well, you, you know, say I know he's interested. I know, I know his interests and mine really coincide, so I can go see movies, I can come today and really enjoy it. How, how many mums are so fortunate to be able to come to this today? So I have really different experiences that. In a way, I enjoy for another reason because I didn't, I missed out on those experiences. So it's almost like now that he's a grown up, I'm having it for experiences that I didn't have when I was his age, but we were denied economic, um, financially, we were denied opportunity. So it's like I've been let out, I've been released mm. a bit. Um, and also, our interest coincides, so that's a bonus. With my daughter, who's the middle child, she um, it has it has been a bit of a struggle. It takes a while because she's got a lot of stresses at the moment. But I can kind of also bond with her at this point in time because I remember feeling so weighed down by, you know, not so much pressures of social media or anything, but just pressures because I didn't fit in because I didn't have you know clothes that fit the time. Mm. I didn't have wasn't allowed out so. Um, you know, it was. I really did find it a bit of a struggle. So if she does have struggles, I can kind of identify with that, and they may be different, but I can help her along. And our interests also, like I love um, the fact that again, we can. She's got her formal coming up, so she's showing me outfits online that she. You know, I, I love that because yeah. that's actually something. It's not a fairy tale wedding that she's present. You know, she's actually showing me something, and I'm really interested, and I just love that. And then my youngest, um, he's a boy, 
but he's really the traditional. He loves football, like he's playing football today. Um, he's really into cars. He's very mechanically minded. And he, we have the most interesting battles, like, you know, like letters and numbers. We, we play that to death and he's trying to defeat me and then we play Uno and he's trying to defeat me in cards. And, you know, we Christian and I, we sometimes we play, like yesterday, we played about five or six games outside and they were, instead of me trying, like I used to, letting them win, stacking the Uno cards with the wilds it's like I'm almost thinking I'll take all the wilds out of their hands when they're not looking because I'm so determined to win but we have fun so you know it's just changed <laughs> and I did win yesterday three, yeah. three games and I was so happy because I had five games not win <laughs> I couldn't believe it <laughs> your turn to shine <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not um, best and worst about me, Mum. <laughs> um, just watching you grow up and experience all the things you want to experience, and just yeah, sharing the love with you, and yeah, going through the ups and downs, and trying to be as much support for you there wherever I can, and even if that is just in the food <laughs> part of things. You've done pretty well on the food. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Yeah, I just um, hate to see you hurting, and that's probably the hardest, hardest thing. Aww. Yeah. So I wish I could just fix all it up for you, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just great to, yeah, watch you grow up, have fun. Yep. And all great. this, what you're doing, the radio, and all that's fantastic. Well done. Great. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming in so much and, and speaking. That's okay. um, it's a pleasure. Yes, yeah. Thank you. Sorry. You've been listening to Hamish and Christians I'm on the Naughty Root Show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well done, boys. Thank you for listening uh, to our mums. Um, and I'm sure my mum is listening right now, so thank you, Mum, for coming on Artsmitten. Artsmitten is on um, Sundays as well from 2 to 4. And so make sure to tune in for everything art related. Uh, it's a great show. Uh, great people, and uh, we're a big supporter here at the Naughty Root Show. Oh, and it's like it's really, really good if you're in Melbourne during the uh, comedy festival because they cover so much when it comes to the comedy festival. Just gotta say, went to like ten shows just because of Artsmen. Yeah, great experience, and also great to like review it and talk about it all. Definitely, I got hip- hypnotized. Hypnot- you I got, got hypnotized. I got hypnotized. Wow, during the comedy festival, like that was fun. So, if you want to hear more about. People getting hypnotised and other performances <laughs> listen to Artsmitten. But anyway, we're going to go to another song. The next song we're going to listen to is Mum by Spit Syndicate. It, just letting you know, this does have explicit language. So, Swearies. Yeah, if you like swearing, this is your song. If you don't, turn away. That was Mum by Spit Syndicate. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to some more questions. Uh, that being said, if you have any questions, you can send it to The Naughty Rude Show dot tumblr dot com forward slash ask and we would love to hear from you so we, our first question is how long is too long to be friends with benefits i don't know about the two of you but i have got <laughs> you, you like cracked your cracked your fingers oh, i'm and just like ready, got ready for to it. 
do there's it at least, been huh? a lot <laughs> there's been um, a lot of successful ones and there's been a lot of very unsuccessful ones they're both sit at either end <coughs> of the scale I can't really say that there is much it's like left and right middle politics. ground mm-hmm. that's left at the end of a friends with benefits relationship you're either stronger for it or you don't want to know each other at all this is just again in my personal experience can't speak for the rest of the room what do you guys think well I have had one friends with benefits that, that was an ongoing basis and I always think that the struggle with it is does it turn into a relationship or does it not turn into a relationship um, because at a point once you continuously have sex with someone it gets to a point where you start knowing each other really intimately and you start going well this wasn't meant to be a a relationship thing should it be I'm just nodding really enthusiastically like <laughs> I feel like you have more to say on this Lisa do you, what did you want to say Oh I just want to say that like I have experienced it this is with men um I've experienced it just turning to shit to put it like bluntly because like you said it gets to a point where it gets a bit messy if it carries on for too long There's some of them the successful ones are the ones that you guys nip in the bud early it's kind of like oh look let's call this a day. Like, it's been fun, but, like, whatever. And then I feel like you can carry on being friends after that if, yeah. like, it's cut off early enough. But the ones that just, like, accidentally drag out into unknown territory, suddenly you're, like, hanging out every Sunday instead of listening to the Naughty Rude show, <laughs> suddenly... Hey, you should be listening to the Naughty Rude show with your sex partners. Everything's just real... As whilst having sex. <laughs> or if, you, if that's your thing. That's hey. the new kink. I like listening to your voice, Hamish. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but everything just kind of gets a bit fuzzy. Um, you don't really know where it's heading. You're texting a lot more than you should be. Um, but you're not necessarily dating because you're not going to be seen in public together because, ew, that means then there's something there. Do you have feelings? Are you confused about feelings? That's lots and lots of questions. These are all questions that I ask myself too much, and this is why I don't do it anymore. Friends with Benefits was fun. Well, it, uh, you know, when I was oh, young lasting. and naive. Um, but I feel like now I'm a bit grown out of it until something nice might come along and then I might start up again and then ask myself the same questions. But then it goes back to the whole gambling situation that we talked about before. Am I going to waste my time if it's not going to be like a decent gamble? I would like to say that I think that if I was going to put a number on how long is too long, I would say any more than uh, 28 days. Because Ooh, really? 28 days is the number of days that it takes to form a habit. Um, it, it's 21. Or 21. My mistake. 21. Oh. 21 days. Okay. Let's go with that. 21 days. Beyonce and Jay-Z did the vegan challenge for 21 days. Apparently, they're still vegans. That's good. Mm. That's good for them. That's how I know. So, that's a fact that I always needed to know in my life. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and I was just... Uh, the reason why I say that is because uh, when I was came out of my... Well, actually, three of my last... Three of my relationships that I've had, I've realized there's been parts of my life that have I have adapted to suit my partner. Um, and if you're if you really don't want to have a, an ongoing relationship with someone uh, and you don't want to let a depth grow, then 21 days is the go-to. Because if you realize a pattern is starting in those 21 days, it'll start setting in your mind and you're going to start remembering it. Maybe that's my secret cutoff time that I never knew about. Maybe I need to go back and think about all the friends with benefits that I've nipped in the bud and now we're friends. Mm. Was it less than 21 days or was it more than 21 days? Yeah, because like the the one that I had was really, really successful in at least the, the benefits side. Mm-hmm. Um, you got better superannuation? I got really good <laughs> superannuation. <laughs> um, 
And the I was kind of sad because it sort of it ended, and then there was <coughs> a, a quite a, a deep friendship, but it had that that edge to it. Where it was like this this friendship is has continued on because of our mutual respect for each other, mm-hmm. but there's something that was lost, that, mm-hmm. that something that the I spark. suppose both of us kind of wanted, and we see my problem was I was actually doing it with one of my good friends exes and that was a problem because as soon as that happened um, it it became taboo for us to do anything take it any further which means I probably shouldn't have got there in the first place I was going to say doesn't that isn't that also like the key like sexy factor about it the fact that it's taboo no it wasn't in fact if if we had <laughs> you met, sound disappointed. if we yeah, if we had I met on other circumstances, I think it would have been a very successful relationship that would have eventuated. But that being said, um, because I I know myself well and I know them well, and we both are cool, awesome people who can talk to each other, mm-hmm. um, we've both remained friends and nice. we've remained good friends. So I would say <clears throat> there's no real specific date, even though I just did said say 21 days. Um, <laughs> It really just depends on who you are and what you can do and how well you can deal with the loss of something special. That is totally a whole other subject. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Are we going into that? No, but let's ask yeah. Hamish first. How long do you think it's uh, okay um, to be friends with I think I definitely agree if it comes down to person and preference and everything. Uh, my experience with... Uh, uh, why am I just... Friends with, right Friends with benefits. <laughs> um, my experience was not so great, mainly because I didn't know I was in one. Ooh. Ooh. Um, How did that happen? I was just started with a hookup at a party. The backstory as well was funny because it was like a girl who... We had like this friends group and I kind of, when I was a young, hopeless romantic, I'd like fall for these girls and then ask them out all romantically and it would always go badly and they never said yes. And this, the only girl I never kind of was like did that with was this girl and then like I tell her I, like one day she's like why have you never like fallen for me I'm like ah I don't wanna <laughs> and then she's like oh that, that's sad and I'm like yeah it is um, and then one day we just hooked up and I, I hope it's not because of that reason but you know um, and then it just became a thing where we'd keep hooking up and I I didn't feel anything it was but just like it was like comfortable a, yeah it was comfortable yeah. I, I, I didn't mind doing it it was a post pretty like ru- it was post a pretty rough breakup for me um, so I was kind of like happy to do whatever came mm-hmm. my way um but pretty quickly i realized that she was a lot more invested in me than i was in her um and i, I cut it off very quickly but it kept coming back because i didn't want to let her down or hurt her mm-hmm. i didn't she she would make if she'd stay stuff like oh come on let's just do this this one time and i'd be like oh, okay i'll go with it and of course that would lead to tears and drama i think i think we've come across an interesting point here that we can all agree on, which is a friends with benefits becomes too long as soon as you realize someone is going to get hurt yep. or mm. you realize that it's not going to evolve into a relationship. Yep. And mm. as soon as you realize any of those things, you have to do the dodgy thing and break it off. Yep. See, I real- I realized both of those things and I made the mistake of not breaking it off. Or See, you sound like the total opposite it. of everyone I've ever been involved with, and <laughs> including myself. We're all just massively into ghosting. So mm. it's like, oh, hey, we're really, really good for like over 21 days, maybe two months, and then suddenly someone vanishes. So I think I hate it when that happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm guilty of it, and I have been the victim of it. So I understand 
both sides of the coin. But yes, Hamish. I definitely so you- agree. It almost became like an addiction. Like it got to the stage where I, I, I already had experiences with my current partner, Maddie. Um, but I, I finally decided I'm like, I'm ready for a relationship again. And I want it with this person. And I, we went on a date and it was fantastic. And, um, she was set to head off to New Zealand for a few weeks and just on, I got really, um, too under the influence on New Year's Eve and got with the person who I didn't want to be with, um, this person who I kept getting with, um, and ended up, um, losing my virginity, uh, (laughs) not remembering half of it. Uh, which I don't recommend to anyone, uh, be in the right state of mind when you're doing this. Um, That's a segment for another time. How definitely. to lose your virginity. Approved, <laughs> the naughty root but, approved. Yeah. But that, 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 that uh, put a lot of like problems straight up going into the relationship with our current partner. But I, I'm happy that we're both strong enough that we moved past that very quickly and laid everything out. And I finally did call it off with the other person. And just put it to rest, and I'm. I feel like I'm a much better person after doing that, and I've learned from my mistakes. Oh, good for you, Hamish. There you Thank go, you. evolving as a person. <laughs> so, um, we're going to go to a song now. Uh, the next song we have is uh, another mother song. It's "Oh Mother" by Christina Aguilera. 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 You're listening to the Naughty Root Show. Uh, that was "Oh Mother" by Christina Aguilera. I'm oh, Jonathan. Mother. I'm Lisa. I'm Hamish. Welcome and back. Yeah, welcome back. We have another question that we are going to uh, answer. From the Tumblers. From the Tumblers. That would be from thenaughtyrootshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Um, and the question is, yo, new to Melbourne, wondering if you guys knew any good gay bars around. I want to make some new friends. Welcome to Melbourne. Welcome to Melbourne, first of all. And second of all, um, you're kind of a little bit out of luck because we've had a massive culling of the gay uh, seen in terms of like bars and clubs in the last few years. However, that doesn't mean that you're at a total loss. Um, we've got, if you're uh, into the ladies, we've got Mother, which is on Chapel Street on Friday nights. We have got Thursday, which is at Yaya's in Collingwood, which is just like free. is that a, about? Is it on Thursdays? It is. That's it's on a Thursday great, nights and Thursday um, at Yaya's in Collingwood, um, and that's every Thursday. And everyone is welcome to all of these places, by the way. Um, on, I was at, on Friday night, there is a, uh, lesbian club in Sydney called Girl Thing and they sometimes do events in Melbourne. So keep your eye out for that because I was just at, um, Jelly Wrestling on Friday night, which was a great time. That sounds like a really sweet event. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and obviously, uh, rest in peace to the Grey, the Greyhound, um, the GH in St Kilda, which is no longer with us as of March of this year. Um, but yeah, there's still plenty to do. And, you know, you can always just head online. Um, you can go to Poof Doof in Chapel Street on a Saturday. Poof Doof? Poof Doof <laughs> is a great time. I don't know. I love these names. It really is. Um, these make me want to go to them, even though some of them I can't. Join us. Join us. Um, the, the gay scene is in Melbourne is one of the best. And um, I love it. Melbourne's it's always great. good for a party. Um, Would you say that there's also an unofficial gay scene where a bunch of, like people like there's like small gay communities within bars that they go just because they like the bar because i know like i used to work under uh, a manager who always used to go to lucky cock and he would invite all of his gay friends there and it would be their unofficial um gay hangout totally totally and it works the same actually you've just reminded me of another club um love machine sundays so many straight people go there but it's a gay, but it's like a gay night. But like so many straight people go there, and you're exactly right in saying 
that there are places that are not technically gay, clubs or bars, but yeah, there's still big it scenes attracts there. That audience. It attracts an audience. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but they definitely exist. Yeah, I have to admit, I don't personally have much experience with this, mainly because I'm straight and I generally <laughs> don't enjoy clubbing. Well, it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just that I don't do it much. I've got to ask my friend because she goes, she's a lesbian and she goes to so many gay bars constantly. Mm. And I think, I'll go, I'll go ask her, but I, I can probably print a list the size of like a Word document <laughs> next week or something. You know what? If you go and check out Facebook, I'm sure we can <coughs> post Facebook? a list there. If oh, you want to check idea, out actually. Naughty Rude uh, SYN. And go to our Facebook page. I'm sure we can post up a, a helpful I'll list of, of good of good trip. places to go. The thing with <laughs> gay clubbing in Melbourne is that it um, exists a lot on public holidays and events. So there's Sundaylicious, which comes around, I think, once a month, generally falling on a public holiday. That's in um, South Wharf. And there's a few other places that I can't think of off the top of my head right now, but there is a That's few... It's a pretty good, pretty good start. Thank you. Yeah, like, I'm very impressed. I mean, if I was to try and figure out this myself, my first thing I would do is, like, go to Grindr and then find people within, like, five <laughs> kilometres of me and going, tell me about a gay bar. I haven't met anyone. I don't know where to go. I'm new to here. Hey, Take me out. Yeah. Be I, friends with me. Oh, I wish, you know, Melbourne could be a little bit more like The L Word, which I just finished watching on Netflix. The L Word? The L Word. Lesbian drama series, 2004 to 2009. Ooh, I like these drama series that about... Um, non non traditional uh, romantic setups. It's good. It's, it's very good. It's truly like it comes from the Desperate Housewives Grey's Anatomy era oh of television. You know, how, like, you know how I said rom coms my thin? Mm. Desperate Housewives. I'm waiting for it to come on Netflix and it just won't. I have watched every single episode so <laughs> back to back. So tell us more about this um, L word. I can't. You guys have never heard of the L word? I've heard no. of it. Oh. It's literally the best show. So I started watching it three months ago and I work full time and I managed to smash out 70 hour long episodes. Like I said, it's just basically um, that early 2000s sort of drama slash comedy slash, you know, everyone's lives intertwining in a big city and how they all live and work together and whatever. It's just great. And everyone's super hot on it as well. (laughs) I do like super attractive people. Anyway, we're going to jump into a pre-recorded uh, segment we have. Um, it is uh, going to be introduced by Hamish. Oh, um, so this is by Aiden, uh, the lovely gentleman who I hosted with on Player One Season One. You can check out Player One from oh, I've got to remember the times now six to eight on Friday nights on Sin Nation. Sin Nation has such great content. If you want to hear anything about talks. Um, There's also plenty of podcasts if you don't catch up yeah, with it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he, when we're on digital radio, we also <coughs> like to acknowledge the fact that not everyone has a digital radio and then it can, they can cost quite a lot to buy and podcasting is awesome and you should get on it. Mm. Um, a lot of the shows on Sin Nation you can check out on Omni um, and download it there. So definitely check out the podcasts. Yeah. You can also listen to previous previous episodes of the Naughty Rude show there, which are pretty awesome. So, Aiden and uh, executive producer Akash went to GX Australia last week, um, which was a massive trip. They went up by train and all the way back. Uh, they had a great time. I was checking out their Snapchats. They stole some uh, wheelie chairs and had a good time. But whilst they were there, apart from wheeling around, they managed to get an interview um, with the Blush Box Collective. 
Um, so please enjoy. Hi, I'm Aiden from Player One here at GX Australia, and I'm sitting here with Jenny from Blush Box Collective. <laughs> Perfect, yes, that's me. Hi. Kept calling it Blurry Box. <laughs> so, Blush so, Box. Tell us about Blushbox. What is Blushbox? <laughs> okay, so, well, uh, Blushbox Collective is um, a small collective of people who are very passionate about making um, video games a little bit more receptive towards uh, representing sex and romance and intimacy. And, uh, yeah, we, we are basically um, here to foster uh, conversations and an environment among the game dev community to... Yeah, um, improve on these on these subjects. <laughs> oh yeah. So how does the game achieve, uh, achieve that? So it's not a game. It's it's just a collective of at the moment uh, lady devs. So we are we are currently uh, an all female um, collective, but open for anyone who wants to join the collective. Uh, we are all in different companies and in different roles. So I'm, for example, I'm a game designer. And uh, we have other people working in marketing and uh, as artists and programmers in all kinds of different um, places all over Australia. And we have just like banded together to uh, yeah, organize events and, uh, and talks and things like that for uh, other devs and the community to learn about how they can improve talking and implementing gameplay that um, yeah, is about romance and intimacy and sex and sexuality. So what's... If someone was to get the collective, what would they find inside it? <laughs> Mainly a lot of really cool people at the moment. Uh, we have resources. So if you go to the website, for example, you can uh, learn about us and our initiatives and our events that we run. Um, we have a lot of resources on games that we have found or that we think do interesting things uh, on the topic of sexuality and romance and uh, relationships, if you like. So there's a, a whole... Um, a whole collection on our website on this and we're going to run an event very soon in Sydney area on this. <laughs> Tell us about the event. <laughs> yeah, so um, we we are running our very first bigger event very, very soon. It's called Heartbeat. Mm. It's going to run in Byron Bay from the 1st to the 3rd of December this year. Uh, it's basically a game jam. So a game jam is usually a, yeah, a, a very playful way for game devs and people who are interested in getting into game development and the community overall to come together and make games for fun in just a yeah a specific environment usually three days so in our case it's going to be a game jam that is hmm, let's say infused with uh, messages and uh, workshops that um, get across what we um, what we think about bringing romance and intimacy mm. and uh, discussions about sex into video games. So um, it's a three-day symposium in Byron Bay. Uh, we're going to basically have our first day on a Friday, which is a symposium. You can get extra tickets only for the symposium, um, where we're going to have workshops and talks about um, sexuality and intimacy and romance, all kinds of different things. Um, and the, the other days are optional workshops mm. and uh, yeah the three days are basically us running the game jam That's, that sounds awesome <laughs> so this is this is all striving towards the singular goal of sort of opening people's minds to sexuality and the discussion around it and in video games in video games yeah that's, exactly that's so cool so are you what sort of specific areas will you be talking about um, subjects like I've got one particular subject where I, masculinity in games and like masculine roles in games and the whole masculine 
ideology? Uh, yeah, I, like we haven't we haven't released a full schedule of talks yet, mm. so I'll keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting one. Yeah, so we're still we're still collecting um, uh, ideas and what we would like to have in terms of speakers and uh, and topics to talk about. We have a range of speakers that we have already lined up. Um, I think you can find more information on the Heartbeat website on that. What's the URL? Blushboxgames.com is definitely where you can find everything about us and yeah. everything about Heartbeat as well. Um, so we will have basically a lot of speakers from uh, from games already, but also speakers who come from different areas, uh, like sexual health, doctors, people who usually speak uh, about um, po sex positivity, um, speak about intimacy in relationships, so tangible speakers as well to kind of right. mix up uh, the talks a little bit. Um, yeah, but keep your eyes peeled for the, for the specific schedule. That's awesome. What That's it comes awesome. up. How can your conversation about sex affect other games' conversations about sex? <laughs> I, think, um, I think it's all about starting the conversation in the first place. Right now, we, we know that games overall struggle to uh, represent anything that has to do with interpersonal relationships. Uh, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. interpersonal relationships is difficult for games to begin with. Um, we struggle finding gameplay mechanics, so uh, purely mechanical things that represent something as complex as uh, interacting with another person, yeah. uh, conversation, not even to begin with, you know, sexuality and romance and uh, intimacy, like physical intimacy. It's quite a difficult thing to yeah. represent. And all of so, the things that may encompass. Exactly. So uh, there's a lot about consent to learn. I think um, there are several angles that we can go about when we talk about this. And one of them is, A, to start a conversation that people want to have content like that. And I believe that's very much true. You have an entire yeah. <laughs> entire convention that proves that, I would say. Um, but also, uh, I think, collectively finding ways to represent things like that in games um, mm. as game developers... Uh, what people want out of that. We have now a new technology that supports us, VR, AR. These are all yeah. amazing opportunities to work with. And uh, I think Blushbox just wants to be part of the revolution of that and uh, diversifying the the uh, yeah the conversation about it. Yeah, so it. running events like this, I think, uh, is a great start. We sometimes also run exhibitions where we show games that try to do these things to give examples um, mm. to other developers and give ideas, I think. Uh, so the deadline for signing up for Heartbeat, for example, is the 31st of July. Uh, you can only go to the symposium on the Friday or to the entire three-day workshop, including food and so on. Well, Byron thank Bay. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Play One. No worries. Thank you for interviewing. <laughs> it's been Jenny from Blushbox Collective. Perfect. Nice meeting you. So that was our last interview for this evening and we've got our last few minutes of the show left, which means that we have to say goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, well, good friends, good friends. Do you everyone ever watch The Big Blue House? They're in The Big Blue House. Yes, yes. Tomorrow's another day. But hey. I was going more with Out of the Box. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Put a smile on your dial. Yes. Oh, man. Tony and someone. That's a trip down memory lane. They were lane. great, yeah. Kid show is great. But the good thing is, like, whilst those shows are no longer on and uh, no longer interesting to me... We'll be back next the, week. The Naughty Rude Show is going <laughs> to be on next week. Yes. And you will be able to listen to us again and our very attractive, wonderful voices. Luscious. <laughs> Tones. Um, we are going to finish off 
this song. I mean, this. <laughs> Uh, We're going to finish with, off yeah. the show with a song. Yeah, yeah, with with the perfect fan by Backstreet Boys. Oh. Um, but I'd just like to say, Happy Mother's Day! Happy, Happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day to Thanks, all the mothers. Mom. If you if you haven't already, um, go give your mother a hug, or at least say thanks for birthing you into the world. Yeah, kiss and, her on um, the cheek. Oh, and can I just say, if you if sadly this you don't have a mum or you have yeah. a bad relationship, hug your dad. Dads are just as good as mums, and. Yeah, even though they already have a day, if if they're your mum, give them a hug. Yeah, if if there's someone who has been your mother role model, mm. this is also oh, yeah, a day definitely. to say thanks to them. Or at least if it isn't normally, it is now. Um, so <laughs> You're cool yeah. too, guys. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. And <laughs> it's been we'll- a blast. The first show yeah. down. How do you feel, Lisa? First show down. I feel like I've been rebirthed. Yep. I feel like a new woman. <laughs> I feel like um, the experience has really changed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. I can't wait for to see what the future holds. Mm. Anyway, this is The Perfect Fan by Backstreet Boys. You can listen next week from 8 till 10 on Sin Nation. You can listen to The Naughty Rude Show live 8 to 10 p.m. every Sunday on Sin Nation. So, so, so scandalous.